Show me the data. Show me the data. Okay. Okay? All right. Idaho's not New York. New York's not China. China's... Okay, we're following. Kentucky, California, Michigan. What are all these states doing? Idaho. Idaho. And we have Steve Dace coming on. Oh, yeah, brother do. Steve. I'm oh, looking for, if you guys ooh. haven't been following Steve on his Twitter and Facebook through this whole corona panic, we, we might need out. the beat button for Steve you later. That's right. <laughs> hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you. If you accidentally wound up here, let me explain something. We're, we're, oh, well, you're in trouble. We're, we're a bunch of rowdy Presbyterians, and our desire, our heart's desire is to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus Christ over everything, especially politics, Message. as we like to get into Amen. frequently. Hey, this show is brought to you by New St. Andrews College. New St. Andrews exists to graduate leaders who shape culture living faithfully under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Speaking of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Uh, New St. Andrews College utilizes a classical Christian paradigm for higher learning, emphasizing wisdom and truth more than pragmatism, integration and beauty more than specialization, and service and goodness more than power. Mm. The college honors this classical Christian heritage and stresses truth, beauty, and goodness, emphasizing small classes, rigorous discussion of classical and biblical languages, history, music, theology, philosophy, and literature, the college has no dorms yep. because it expects students to live and function as Christian adults in the local community. How about Gaspin that? Gasping Espanol. How about that? They say, we are not going to be your parents. Ooh. The college's tuition is less than half of the average private college tuition in the nation. Yep. And it allows freshmen to lock in future tuition payments at their first year rate, which is one of the things I love about wow. you. Start that's, at that rate. That's unheard of. And you're locked yep. in for your four years. Yep. And to preserve its religious freedom, New St. Andrews College does not participate in any federal student aid programs at all. Yep. Ain't got no that's, strings on me. That's the downfall of Wheaton. Right. That's the downfall yep. of all the college Christian colleges out there is by taking federal funding. New St. Andrews College's primary objective is to educate young Christian men and women broadly and deeply in the liberal arts from a distinctively Christian and reformed perspective to equip them for lives of faithful service to the triune God and his kingdom and to encourage the use of their gifts for the growth of Christian culture. Go to nsa.edu and check it out. Mm. So, guys, I was sitting around the fire last night, and I, I was kind Is of thinking legal? through. I, I was. It How was just, many people were around that fire? Was it legal? Two, two. Two people. That might be illegal in some states. It, it is in uh, San Diego. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, and I was kind of thinking through this whole corona panic in, in, the, in the data uh, side of all this. And I started, I started, I Googled, uh, what's the, uh, the demographic uh, death rate for coronavirus um, people, where okay. people get the coronavirus. And and it actually, this is um from... Uh, did you make this? From the worldmeter.com. Okay. I did not make this up. Okay. Uh, and and I, what one of the things we've been saying in all this is that the, the older people are, uh, you know, more risk, more higher risk for the death rate. Yeah. And you can see that in the data. But below, look at, look at the age below 60. Yeah. Basically, 60 and under... You're falling in between that 0.02% and that 1%, a little over 1% right. H1N1. So the flu death rate is about 0.02%. The H1N1 death rate's about 1%, 1, 1 to 2%, depending on yeah. the year. Or depending well, that's on, a pretty significant jump. I mean, once you get up there to 60 years old, that's a big jump. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then all the way up to 80 years yep. old. Do, the, the question I wonder is, does this graphic take into consideration any of the health conditions that one might no, have that's no. in the lower age range? Yeah, and... and uh, Anyone who has a pre-existing condition, obviously, it's it's 
it's, it's, it's they, the problem. Go, they go into the top. If you don't have a pre-existing condition, your chances of survival are, you know, fantastic. Okay. In a lot of ways. So, and then I started thinking, okay, well, uh, let's compare this to the broader U.S. demographic data. And and the reason why I wanted it. Wait, wait, wait. So what is this? So this is just U.S. demographic data nationwide. Okay. And, and population. Population data number, and it's in the millions. Each line is, is light, in the millions. Light blue is male, dark blue is female. That's that's correct. Because there's just two genders. And and if you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knew that. That, that shouldn't be funny when I, I just laughed. Because, anyway. <laughs> Uh, and and you look at the the largest portion oh, of yeah. our U.S. massive demographic yeah. d- demography would be no, <laughs> zero no. to uh. sixty zero to sixty four, and then you have this pretty significant drop off. And yeah, the, so the smallest population subsection of our demographic data is basically sixty five and on. This is why everybody should be locked in their homes. Yeah, exa- exactly. So you're saying this fine that's killing off the old people? Is that what you're trying to say? So Game. no, no. no, I'm saying we're locking down our economy, the right. U.S. for the smallest demographic subsection of, right. of the U.S. Right. When it when one of the things that we've been arguing in all this is, hey, it, it's a lot easier to quarantine a smaller segment <laughs> right. of the population. Like easier and yeah, exactly. and they're the ones that are in the greatest um, danger. Yeah. Right. Right. So so they have the, the most extreme. I mean, the the, the death yeah. rates. Much higher as yeah, soon yeah, as you yeah. get above sixty. Yep. yep. And it's a small, it's a much smaller portion of the population. That's right. And so put those things together and say, okay, so it really is very dangerous yeah. for this portion of the, of That's the population. Right. That's right. How about we protect them? Yeah. yeah. And and we've gotten a, a little pushback from our stance on the really? show from Just our folks from from yeah from our what's, folks. What's the pushback? People. The pushback is that that we aren't being either balanced enough in our position. And, and so I, I was, are, these, are these people who think that the whole thing is a hoax? Um, no, no. The other side, the other, the other side, the side that thinks we need to be taking it more seriously. Okay. And and which I don't think we've communicated that we're taking this unseriously or less serious. Yeah. My my primary you know, thought, a lot of the articles that I've been sharing and stuff, has primarily been saying, look, there are other voices out there besides the dominant yeah, narrative. That's right. And that's the main thing that I've been wanting to say is this is are these people taking this into consideration. Yeah. And rather than just letting the media, I mean, these are the same people who tell us that the climate, you know, the, the world's going to burn up next year. Yeah. yeah. If you don't pass the Green New Deal right this minute. And they're, and they're the same people flip-flopping on models. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I just want the spheres to operate properly. Yeah. You know, I, I really do want the government to say, hey, guys, this is what we see coming. This is what's important. We, we, we suggest these things. And then yeah, to yeah. give me the information, let me yeah. decide how I need to follow those rules. Did you? Yeah. Before As we, a person who's self-governed. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's what I want. I want to talk more about that, too. Did you get the slide about the flu? Comparing the flu statistics? I didn't put it in there. Oh, do you have it? Yeah. So, I mean, just we looked at it just before we recorded the show. We could just summarize it for you. You know, look it up. It's on on CDC. What'd you find there? I think it's CDC, but I could share the link in our show notes. But but interestingly, even with the flu statistics, it it maps with roughly um, the COVID 19, where you have um, very, very low morbidity, low um, uh, mortality rates. Um, all the way up to about sixty, about years, 60 old. years old, yeah. and at about sixty years it's old, like point six, it jumps. Yeah, yeah. It, the COVID COVID and, do- yeah. mortality rate jumps. Yeah, not after the flu death rate, after yeah, the flu death rate after sixty four goes to point eight, but it starts it's, going up. Yes, yes, yes it does. Yeah. Yeah. All the way up yeah. there is like point three. Then there's like three percent. Three percent. Yeah, and then, right. Point that, oh, that's point for the flu. Three. It's point point oh three. It doesn't ever go to one percent in the flu. Okay, and then it stays at point eight all the way from sixty four up. 
past that. Okay. For the flu stats. For the flu stats. Okay. But that's still under 1%. Right, yeah. for the flu stats. Um, so it's still, but after 60, as you saw the data here, it jumps pretty significantly yeah. right. to 3.6%. So, so there is, there's something to be concerned about at a certain age group that we need to say, okay, how do we protect yeah. these people? So, so here it here it here. Underline it, highlight it. You know, you can grab a screenshot of this, whatever you want to do, <laughs> share with all your friends. Snip we're, it out, we post are, it on Facebook. We're not saying there's nothing to be concerned about. Yeah. But what we're saying is that if you actually look at the data and statistics that we have, yeah. not projections, but what we right. have. Not models. Um, the people who are at risk are people over 60 years old. Be yeah. concerned and, about and, the right things for the right and, people. And those who have immune deficiencies and yeah. are immune compromised and have mm-hmm. other underlying conditions. Yep. And, and this actually lines up with um, the, the biblical model. So we actually believe the magistrate has actually a right um, to quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, there's a, there's a biblical, Absolutely. There's um, biblical principles there. There are biblical principles there. Go to Leviticus. But what you find is that what the magistrate is supposed to do is quarantine those who are actually sick. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think you could make an argument that you might uh, quarantine those who are most vulnerable. Right. Yeah. Right. But you, there's no biblical argument for quarantining the healthy of society. Right. That's right. Th- those who, and, and it's, and it really is backfiring. It, 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 it's cutting off your own leg. Right. Because the rest of society that's healthy, that, that, that you saw the stats yeah. who can get it and recover. Yeah. Right. Um, unless they have some other kind of condition. It's very uh, similar to the flu, right? You can get it and recover just like the flu they, stats. They are the ones yep. who keep, a, an economy going right. and a world going in order to protect and provide for those who are most vulnerable. Right. There That's is right. a point too where I am a little concerned about people who don't know the difference between a man and a woman making some of these quarantine decisions. No, for, for real. Real. Because what they start doing, I mean, I don't expect these we, kind we, of. We only do have just, just male and female though. Yep. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, so what you start seeing is. Well, give a, we need all the authority and all the power to make these kind of decisions. Yep. Right. And it's like, well, well, hold on a second. No. <laughs> so th- you start seeing power grabs that don't need or things that don't need to be done being done right. in order for them to say we're keeping you safe. Yeah. yeah. The police and, officer can come in and, and interrupt a worship service and say there's a shooter across the street. Yep. Uh, you know, we have a reason to believe there's a bomb in your building. Yeah. And everybody, you don't have to have an elder meeting. We can we can leave. We're all yeah, yeah. We, we're sure, out. Sure. We're out. Okay. But if that happens three Sundays in a row, yeah. I'm wondering who's putting the shooter there. Okay. What are you talking about? Okay. Yeah. And, and and it really is starting to become draconian. It, it, and and the, the, well, and I think I think this data that we've presented here well, it's is even worse. Hold on one second. It's even yeah. worse than that. You know, because I was thinking about this. It's even worse than that because what's happening now is if we decide to go to a park now and have service yeah. oh, away bomb, from the building. There's a bomb yeah. here, too. There's another shooter over here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, you know, it's, it's yeah. getting yeah. worse there's than that. There's shooters everywhere. Everywhere yeah. we go now, there happens to be a shooter but, there. But that's because the virus is invisible. Yeah, yeah right. Well, but, but the data that we <laughs> yeah. have here, I think every city council, every mayor, every governor should consider, like, heavily, like, right now, as in yeah. now. <laughs> but here's the thing is, we're so far, the politicians are so far into this, they aren't going to reverse course. Yeah, unless, unless, unless they're willing to actually humble themselves and say they were wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well. Yeah. But but when when's the last time you heard a civil magistrate humble himself and say, I was wrong? We, that one that one that you talked about, where was that at? Uh, who? Michigan. It, Michigan. Yeah, yeah the Democratic was, governor in Michigan did back yeah. down on her ban on churches. Yeah. Right. But she's still got all these same measures going everywhere That's else. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you guys, have you guys been, no, have you noticed, like, all the crazy stuff going down? Yeah. Oh. I mean, be, because the shooter is everywhere. Yeah. Right. Because the bombs are we, everywhere. The virus you can't see is everywhere. I mean, police raided a Mississippi church drive-in service. Yep. I'm sorry, a drive-in service? A drive-in service. <laughs> Everybody, elderly people in their cars. Right. 
uh, and they issued $500 tickets to the entire congregation. Each, they, cite, they cited each but, one. But get this, in Mississippi. That's South. the Bible That's Belt, the right? This is like in the Bible Belt. Yep. Well, and then, and then in Kentucky, you have Mayor Greg Fisher said that drive through church services will not be allowed this week as, as Christians right. across the city prepare for there what are, is we call Easter Sunday. Well, there's snipers in every car. Yeah. There's bombs in every car. Yeah. And of course, you, you heard the woman in Pennsylvania uh, driving, <laughs> just going out yes, on a drive. Yes, she, was, yes, she, she got pulled over for no reason. She's, she was cited for driving. Yeah. Which is, this is, you know what, part of me is kind of like, it's unbelievable. you know, there's been a, a small group of people, especially in minority communities, who've been trying to tell people, guys, we've kind of had these laws here for a long time, mm. and nobody's really been paying attention to it, and they're like, well, what, have you, what did you do? Yeah. Well, how did you get that? Well, I was driving, and they stopped me yeah. for no reason to ask me for my papers. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, did you give it to them? It's like, well, I have a right to drive without being stopped. Right. And so some of this conversation is, for me, we haven't... Uh, all of a sudden brought in a draconian government. We've had it for a long time. It's just been waiting to rise. Mm. And there's been a, a sect of people and Ron Paul and some other politicians who've been saying, guys, this is, this is they've been overstepping for so long that to take this last step really isn't a big mm. leap. Mm. And so this is why the constant push is important. It's not just, oh, push now. Right. When this is over, right. you need to take names of everybody who's yeah, been acting draconian right. ways and, and remember right. them and say, we yep. don't want this type of government in the yep. future. This is one of the things that people frequently forget about Romans 13. Because, you know, everybody's doing yeah, Romans. That's and right. I know we've already hit this, but I'm going to hit people it. People keep hit, dropping gonna, that in my thread. Wait, Romans 13. Romans 13. I'm going to hit it again. I'm going to hit it again. Romans 13 <laughs> includes all of the authorities on, that God man. has established. That's right. Okay? It's not just the governor. It's not just the mayor. It's not just the president or the Supreme That's Court. Right. Does it include those things? Absolutely. Yes, it does. But it also includes the U.S. Constitution. Oh, did I say that? Yes, I did. The U.S. Yeah. Constitution is actually <laughs> is under God. Right. We, yep. we were founded as a constitutional republic. That's the right. highest authority in our land is the Constitution. That's right. Right. Now, arguably, you have state constitutions that were supposed to be pushing back against the federal constitution. Yep. Right. 10th Amendment, 14th Amendment, whatever. You know, yeah. That's got to get sorted. But those are real authorities. Yes, right. Right. Mayors are real authorities. Sheriffs are real authorities. Yeah. And then we keep going. Also, pastors and elders yes, right. are real, real authorities. authorities. Dads. Right. Right? Mom. And and churches um, do not relinquish their authority even when the magistrate, let's put it in the best case scenario, yeah. is exercising his authority. That's right. right. We, don't, we don't relinquish our authority. Dads do not relinquish their authority. Even if yeah. the cop is pulling you over That's right. and you pull over to the side of the road because the lights are behind you, yep. you, you defer, yeah. you submit. Yep. But that doesn't mean that you're no longer responsible before God for the people in your for the people right. in car, in car. The people in your household. Yeah. That's um, right. Those authorities still remain in force, and it's part of the checks and balances that God designed in this world. Right. That's It's part of restoring. Restraining tyranny and evil right. is when all authorities exercise their authority. Do you think at this point, with what you just said, do you think at this point that if a pastor chooses to have service right now, on, and they, they had service on Easter and yeah. say, we're, we're going to gather in our church, yeah. we're going to practice self-distancing uh, and all that fun stuff, and versus a church that says, we're not going to have service at all, do you think that both of those could be held together and say, uh, the authorities in those churches have decided this is the be what's yeah. best for them and say, either, either one of these would be fine? Yes, I think I think every state's situation is slightly different. Every yep. city's situation Absolutely. is slightly different. Every county, <laughs> but I would I would say yes. Can I conceive of that happening in our country right now? Yeah. Absolutely, that, and still be yeah, submitting that, to Romans thirteen. There would be some situations in which a pastor would say, "Yeah, given every, the lay of the land, we're going to just you know live stream or something like that." Right. I think there's some situations where they say we're going to do a drive-in, and I think there's some situations where they might say, "Look, given all the lay of the land, given the sheriff, given whatever, uh, we're going to meet, we're going to take precautions or whatever," yep. and and we are obeying. Romans 
Romans 13. Right. Yeah. Right. So Absolutely. What, so churches who choose not to do any, like we're not going to have service at all. Yeah. How, how does that? I don't know why you would be limited from even having some kind of live service, uh, some kind of stream Live service. stream yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. Un- yeah. Unless yeah. you just literally don't have the capability the technology. Of that. Well, that's uh, why the Mississippi pastor was getting together because they had an older congregation. Right. And they, they don't have phones. And they, so. don't, and they don't have phones. Yeah. They don't have Computers. phones. The older right. yeah. couldn't stream. So yeah. you have to take – and they're saying, hey, we're going to – and they're the ones who are at risk. Yep. Uh-huh. So, you know. Yeah. But there's right. these, there these does need to be yeah. some grace for brethren to say, okay, yeah. uh, you make wise decisions for yeah. the people that God has given you authority right. over. Same thing with families. Same thing with families. I mean, families right. are going to have to make some decisions in here. That's and right. And the laws recognize when laws come from man, they're not consistent. Yeah. They're going to be contradictory. And so you're going to have to submit to God's law. Yep, that's obey right. Obey God and love your people. But you need to know your Bible to do that. More cross politic when we come back. I opened up the need as a midwife home birth. When I found out it was twins, I called Samaritan Ministries. And I spoke to a gentleman and I told him the situation and he said, your maternal health is completely up to you. And my jaw dropped. It was, it was absolutely incredible. We're making our own choices every day in our life. Well, we're making our own choices with our health care and Samaritan participates in that. Logos Online School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling. Offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. Ear candy. <laughs> I should have popcorn ready. Yeah, you should. You should have popcorn <laughs> should have ready. popcorn ready. You got your sound effects ready? Uh, I don't think he's gonna. Need, he's gonna be moving so fast. I'm not gonna be able to handle his them. own sound effects. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. With us right now on the line, actually, is this the first time we've ever done a Skype interview? This is, yes. Uh, we have Mr. Steve Dace, he's conservative American talk show host. If you don't know him, what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with you? you he also runs a podcast on YouTube called The Michigan Podcast. He now appears on Blaze TV, the Blaze Radio Network, and podcasts on The Steve Dace Show with co-host Todd Erzin, producer Aaron McIntyre, airing Monday through Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Yep. That's on the one and only The Blaze, but now for right now. He is on the one and only Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us, Steve. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me. So, um, uh, how's your blood pressure? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to start like that, are we? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We've been following you on Twitter, man. Let's just wind him up. Let's just you been, Let's just wind him up right now and just smoke him if you got him, and we'll see you in 10 minutes, right? That, that's, it. Okay. Hey, that's it. Okay. Let's do it. If this goes on much longer, man, I'm going to finish start hurting people. I, I can't. I'm going to go Nehemiah, just start yanking beards, <laughs> punching people, and I'm going to end it with, remember, Lord, for what I did what I did to these people for you. That, that's about where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So, so back up just a little bit for our, yeah. for, for our people. Um, how did you get to this point? Tell us your story. We're here to listen. Well, I got to this point because one of the things that I do that has served me well in, in my job uh, as a talk show host, but I, I utilize this 
in other, in other avenues, whether it's working for campaigns or uh, messaging or things of that nature. And, and that's research and, and, and data analysis. Right. And my specialty in that area is, is finding your weak, the weak spot of your argument. Is your premise flawed? Did your math add up? Right. So what, yes. what, what's the weak spot in your argument? Are there outliers you haven't considered, et cetera? And I didn't even look at the models. In fact, I was actually under the impression to start with that they were largely correct and just ask the typical kinds of questions that you would ask to get confirmation of that. You know, you ask a question from a skeptical standpoint, not a snotty one, but a, a skeptical one and assume that they have an answer. Right. And you're like, okay, well that makes sense why we're doing this. And guys, when I started doing that, when the initial answer I got was, well, you just hate old people. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I knew, okay, that I, you know, the, the spidey sense began to tingle because yeah. whenever you're demagogue, that, and on anything, whenever the other side's immediate answer to your question is to demagogue you, you have won the argument. You, it, the argument's not over. You still have to finish the research and stuff to, to confirm that, but it's over. But, but you've won it. The contest has been won. If that's their knee-jerk reaction, well, you're just a, you're just a racist. You're just, there's no reason to want to secure the border, then you're a racist xenophobe. There's, there's no reason for, to want children to grow up with a married mom and a dad, then you're a homophobe. When, whenever there's that game plan, that means they don't have any other good arguments. So that was my cue to begin studying these models. And the first one that I studied was the Imperial College Survey, because mm-hmm. it's the one that led to the first 15-day flatten the curve effort here in, right. in America. And when you read it right away, it says to you that they're not sure how the virus is transmitted. So that's a, that's a red flag right there. Okay. Right. So, but then, but then, when I got done reading it, man, I, I, my heart sunk in my chest. I'm like, bring out your dead Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the stand right now. We're doomed. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and when, when I got done reading it, it I, I, I don't claim very often that in my life that I've heard the audible, still small voice of the Holy Spirit in my head. The the one time I think it might have happened is when I was going to, shortly after I got saved, I was going to watch Kill Bill Volume 1. I put it in a DVD player, and I heard a voice in my head say, what are you doing? (laughs) I took it out and never watched it ever again. Good good move. And and after I got done reading this this, uh, survey from Imperial College that Drs. Fauci and Burks in the White House had read, I mean, my heart sunk. And then I heard this still small voice in the back of my head say, you need to Google climate change and Imperial college. Mm-hmm. So when I started going through layers of research on this, essentially what I found is Imperial college is it's largest. One of its largest benefactors is a guy named Jeremy Grantham. He's an 80 year old billionaire who is by his own admission donated 98% of his wealth to fighting what he calls the 250. These are his words, the 250 year energy bubble caused by fossil fuels. Now, that didn't mean that the that that didn't mean that their 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 model was garbage. Right. But it does mean every model requires assumptions. I think people think these models just get planted on the modeling tree and they fall from the sky like revelation <laughs> and they're and, and the math is totally static and objective and they're not. The yeah. math is static and objective but the models aren't. Right. What you do with the math starts from your the assumptions and biases of the programmer, the modeler. And so when you go in and know, when, when you note right away that, that there's a tremendous bias built in with climate alarmism with the people who did the initial model that spooked the West, and you looked at the game plan of this, it looks an awful lot like the game plan they use on all their climate alarmism. In fact, Imperial College uh, posted a column by, by one of its scientists about a week later, later saying, 
hey, we, we can use this to try to convince people now to listen to us on climate change. Yep. Within a week, their model fell apart. They were projecting a half a million dead in the UK. They then said it was going to be under 20,000. And then they tried to retcon it and say, well, it's because you listen to us on the social distancing. But remember, the UK was like the last country in the West to try it. They were going to do old-fashioned herd immunity until the Imperial College survey. Mm, right. um, and, 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 and so it wasn't, it, there, there wasn't enough lag time, all right? And, and then you look at the current models that we're using from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation at the University of Washington. They're total and complete trash. Yep. They're wrong on everything. They're wrong on hospitalizations by, uh, by legion, and I'm using that as a pun on purpose. <laughs> and, and that's the key number because that's why we shut our country down was to not overwhelm the, the medical system. That's you right. can bury dead people, but you only have so many ventilators, right? You only have so many rooms to intubate people. Yeah. And so that's why we had to flatten the curve was to save the medical system. Well, now here we sit, you, you, we're taping this on, on Good Friday, we're laying off medical services and healthcare workers all over the country yeah, yes, because right. outside of a few cities, they're not overrun, but we aren't treating strokes or, or, or appendicitis or mm. anything else that we used to. This, this whole thing is a scam. And when I say the whole thing is a scam, what I mean is the, the public policy that we have pursued as a result of the virus. I don't believe the virus is a hoax. I actually believe it is worse than we're being told. Oh. I think it has killed far more people I think it's infected far more people. I just think it was here the whole winter. It was here the yep. whole flu season, the yep. whole pneumonia season. The reason why the models are off is they is they don't have a baseline start date of when to flatten the curve because they don't know when the virus arrived. We have since November when we had the first case in Wuhan, we've taken seven hundred and fifty thousand people right. from China hmm. into this country back and forth. I think that it's been here the whole time. I think that in January and February, if you go back and look at the CDC charts, you're going to see that there were several spikes during those two months when, according to the CDC, we were above the epidemic line for pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And I just think a lot of medical professionals, we didn't have a COVID-19 test. We didn't know what it was. And so people were just um, diagnosed with acute RSV or yeah. pneumonia. And, and so I think the reason that we can't flat, that, that, that the flatten the curve models are wrong is you can't flatten a curve, guys, if you don't know when it began. That's right. Steve, um, talk to me about this. One of my concerns in all this is that politicians are going to start taking credit for the quarantine ha having an impact. And, and like mm -hmm. you, you already mentioned this a little bit, but uh, there, there's just hadn't been enough time. We, we, our quarantine basically around Idaho it started about two weeks ago, and that's not enough time to see any impact in the data from the quarantine. Uh, flesh that out. Yeah, if you understand, if you study models and data analysis, you have to allow for the old-fashioned word is for lag time or implementation, if you want a fancier syllable word, meaning the amount of time that the, that what the model suggested needed to happen occurred, it's not going to happen in an instant, okay? So, so for example, we had this 15-day effort to flatten the curve, right? Yep. Okay? That was the initial effort launched by the White House. And, 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 yet, we're, and yet we had to, to uh, self-quarantine people for 14 days if they showed any symptoms, because that's how long it took to see if they were going to become fully symptomatic, right? Yeah. 14 days. So guys, I, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are at math. 14 days is this, is the, is the period of time for symptomatic quarantine, but 15 days to flatten the curve. And on day 15, we had far more cases than we started with on day one. How does that make any sense whatsoever? If it's only a 14 day period to show symptoms answer, it doesn't make any sense. 
because you have to account for lag time. Right. And so what they're doing now in the media, as they continue to want to pet, peddle this panic porn, is they're saying, <laughs> well, the Bill and Melinda Gates model is right, but we just, we just did what they said, and look at this rousing success that we had. Right. But here's what they're not telling you. Since at least April 1st, and it may even be before then, but, but I, can gar- I, can, I can document for you that it, since at least April 1st, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was telling us that it was factoring into where we could see a quarter of a million Americans die, or more than that, actually, 240,000 Americans. It said right in its model that this was assuming full ideal social distancing That's right. the, by the end of May. Wow. It says it right in its model. It puts that disclaimer right in there right. that we were going to see full social distancing by the end of May. And if we did that, we could, we could maybe cut it down to anywhere from a hundred thousand to 240,000 deaths by August. Yeah. So it was already assuming full social distancing by the end of May. There's no way you we've accomplished full social distancing in just the limited amount of time we have now. All right. right. So uh, the, the numbers that they have used to justify this are beyond flawed. And so, where I think you're going to see this evolve or devolve now is, is human history shows when governments are cornered and you call BS on them and, and the evidence is on your side, the, 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 the tyrants tend to get grosser and pettier. Yep. So you're going to see more of like this governor in Michigan now who wants to ban your ability to, to garden and go outside and go house to house. Governments never voluntarily show deference or humility only when it is forced upon them by those that they are governing at the time. And wow. that's the lesson of history. That's the lesson of our story as a people. And so our, our, the, the, the governments now for the next couple of weeks, they're going to try to dial up the tyranny in the hopes that either that what they what they're hoping they'll do that with is, is that they can keep you compliant long enough to avoid marching on them or revolting against them. <laughs> yeah. So that in a couple of weeks, they can then say, guys, we you did it. We won, claim victory, and then like do that Homer Simpson gift where he backs into the bushes, right? <laughs> and with their and, and, and you know and, yep. and claim mission accomplished. I think that's what's going to happen here over the last couple of weeks of this thirty day mm. extension. So, so Steve, like, how are you holding these two? I got so many questions, but how are you holding these two worlds together? You said that you think the virus is actually worse than what we actually know it to be, and then at the same time, you're mm-hmm. thinking that the overreach is far worse than it actually should be. How are you holding these two in, in, in the middle and how are you operating right now with that understanding? Excellent question. Because ultimately the horse had already left the barn and that meant it was already out and about, there was nothing that we could do. Mm. And, and if, one of the things that you'll, if you study SARS viruses, the university of Hong Kong did a peer reviewed study about 10 years ago after the first SARS one, trying to figure out why Toronto, Canada was the, was the place where the second wave blew up. Yeah. When medically and technologically, it's way ahead of Taiwan, South Korea, China in 2011, et cetera. And one of the things it found with, because with, that's really what we're dealing with the SARS-2. It, it, one of the things it found, the SARS family of viruses are uniquely stubborn in indoor settings. And so what it <laughs> found was in climate controlled environments, it could survive up to five days. Wow. And it, it, even in a climate controlled environment that went up to 75 degrees which is pretty warm for a virus to survive. Yeah. Even up to 75 degrees, provided it was a dry climate controlled environment. But the more tropical the environment, then you could see that it, it's the point of diminishing returns and the virus could deteriorate completely right. in a span of 15 minutes and the higher the, the higher the heat indice was from that wow. point on. All right. Here's why that's important for what for, for what's gone on in our country. 
What are most people in America, regardless of their socioeconomic status, provided they're not homeless? What does pretty much every other tax group in America live in from January and February? What do they live in? Their homes. A climate, (laughs) a dry climate controlled environment. That's right. And what is the temperature probably set at? Somewhere between 68 and 72 degrees, right? Okay. What are nursing homes in America? What are those year round? Dry climate controlled environments. Remember, 30 of the first 50 deaths in America were that one nursing home there in, in this, in, I think that was the Spokane or Seattle area. Seattle, yeah, which yeah, one. Yeah. All right. And, and so once the horse was let at, let out of the barn, the idea, because here's the problem we have now, you guys better hope I'm right. Here's why you better hope I'm right. Because if I'm not right, if the serology test, the antibody tests show, and there's some promising early results, the ones in Germany show that the rate of infection is much higher than the rate of death. Traditionally with virology, the higher the infection, the less lethal the virus is and mm-hmm. vice versa. Yep. All right. Um, same thing with some early serology in northern Italy. Italy is finding that the early test there, that the rate of infection was about 60 times the, the, the nation's uh, rate of death from the disease. You want that. You want me to be right about that. Yeah, because that's right. here's what ha- If I'm not right, here's what's going to happen. Because you did not quarantine the sick but took away the healthy, especially the kids, with those rambunctious, um, you know, uh, immunity systems, and they're exposed to all kinds of things all day long. Well, we didn't we didn't keep them in the schools to give those germs to each other and build herd immunity. We took them out and sent them home. Yep. Okay, and so if if I'm not right, here's what's going to happen: when you put all these people back together again that have not built up immunity, they're just going to reinfect each other. Right. Okay. So you better hope I'm right about this because if I'm not, and, and Stanford's doing a big study on this in California right now, yep. this week, we should get results of that any day now. Yep. If, if, if the antibody rate is not much higher than the mortality rate and not higher than the, the current infection rate, then, then it, it will prove that the strategy we pursued was really dumb because <laughs> we, 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 we took the people who it could, could fight it off. We sequestered them, and we're now just going to reinfect them all over again. Steve, we, we actually just talked on the first segment of the show. Uh, we looked at data that showed that pretty much anybody who gets the, the COVID virus before age uh, 60, it really the death rate mm-hmm. falls kind of in between that 0.2% and 1%, kind of the standard flu death rate yeah, apart from, um, and the H1N1 yeah. uh, death rate. Yeah. And, and so it it's, it's just baffles my mind that we're – quarantining everybody when really what we need should be doing is maybe quarantining the elderly and those most vulnerable in all this. Um, how would, how would you, if you were, we like to play this on the show. If you're president for a day, how would you be handling this right now? Here's the first thing I would do. Stanford university is ranked according to us news and world reports last, uh, edition. They do this every year. It's the number six university in America. Mm. It's ranked ahead of Johns Hopkins. It's ranked ahead of Caltech. It's ranked against, it's ranked ahead of several of the Ivy League schools. All right. And Stanford University, you know, the University of Washington is the kind of school you get into when you can't get into Stanford. Okay. <laughs> Stanford University oh. has been leading the, the fight of contrarian analysis on this mm-hmm. from the very beginning. That's from, right. Numerous, numerous, numerous scientists from Stanford have come out and essentially called horse bucky on our, on the entire Fauci Burks strategy. Wow. The first thing I would do if I were president of the United States is I would, A, want to talk to, I'd bring this team from Stanford to the White House and talk to them individually. And then B, what I would do is I'd put them in a room, social distancing, you know, practiced, 
but I put them in a room on a live feed to show the country and let them go back and forth with Fauci Burks and their scientific team and mm. let them vet one another. Let them, let them question one another based on, because here's the thing. We can't really trust China's data at all. That's oh, yeah. We can't trust the WHO's data at all. We can't say, well, look at Italy. We're not Italy. All right. Italy is, has a, a far higher, a far higher smoking population. It probably hasn't had a functional government since Octavian. We're not Spain. <laughs> Okay, you know, Spain. The, the grand. There are grandparents in Spain and Italy that remember their their parents cheering Franco and Mussolini. Yep. We save oh. the world from people like that in America. We're not like those countries. We're not like them. All right. I I don't know why Italy was brought to its knees because it didn't have three thousand extra ICU beds. I can't explain oh. that, but I don't have to. I don't live in Italy. I live in America. All yeah. right. And we've got so many ventilators right now. Yesterday we announced we're giving them away to other countries. Yep. When that was our number one concern three weeks ago, where are the ventilators at? Yep. Well, now we don't need them. Now you've got governors in California and in several other in, in several other states giving ventilators away because they don't need them either. All right. So what we need, what we need is we need that we need scientific vetting. This isn't just Steve Dace and the Breitbart Flat Earth Society versus academia like on climate change. There are other Oxford University disagrees with this. Right. Carnegie Mellon, another top 10 university in America, disagrees with this. Mm. There are other left-wing academic institutions that think that there's 57 genders too, that think that life happened on Earth because two amino acids just got together for the heck of it one day and made a single-celled protein 600 million years ago. Yeah. They don't believe this strategy either. Yeah. So this isn't this is apolitical. There's plenty of, of, of touted experts with far greater credentials than me, community college hero, that don't agree with this either. If I'm the president, I want to hear from them. Yeah. And then the next thing I want to do is mount, I want to take all the resources I just invested in ventilators and mount it in antibody testing all over the country. Because that's what we got to have. We got to find out is, is how far spread was the infection? Because that's where you'll get... It, it, this isn't about stimuluses and everything else. It's about confidence. There's a crisis of confidence right now. That's right. And, and a vaccine may never happen. It took 20 years uh, for the polio vaccine before Jonas Salk injected his children with it. Yep. We have evolved the flu vaccine at least a half dozen times since the 1930s, and it yep. still has a 20 to 30 percent failure rate every season. Uh, we, we, you know, we still industrialized the country. We still settled the West, won two world wars. With polio raging, yeah. with the Spanish flu raging a hundred years ago, we we, can, we 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 cannot just paralyze ourselves with this fear. But to get people's crisis back up, we need something data driven to show them that this isn't Captain Trips. And I think, barring a vaccine, the antibody testing would do that because it would show whether or not that 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 this thing has been here for so long. Because if it has been, then we're wasting our time with these shutdown efforts. All these results were already baked into the cake. So in the off chance that you don't get uh, somehow put into the office of president next week, <laughs> um, uh, what um, what do we do now? Yeah. I mean, it's so and, and especially particularly maybe in light of your, your uh, prognosis that chances are actually really good with pushback starting to come against these magistrates um, that they might push down harder. Um, what are what are you urging uh, red-blooded Christian Americans to do, given where we are? Great question again. got an email yesterday from a guy who's an activist in Missouri who was going to meet with several of his state legislators. And he asked me, hey, what should we be encouraging them to be doing right now? What we need to be doing right now 
is, you know, Paul writes, when it's as, as much as it's incumbent upon you or whenever or when it's at all possible, live in peace with everyone. Right. Now, sometimes it's not possible. It wasn't possible for Paul to live at peace with Nero when he wanted to be worshipped as God. That's why Nero cut his head off, right? Right. right. But, but so sometimes, the, sometimes we have to tell the state no. But we as Christians should be working for, 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 for peacemaking solutions before we see that civil unrest. That's right. And so this is what I would urge audiences like yours to be doing right now. Because here's the way the pagan mind works. The pagan mind is very passive-aggressive. So right now, it's very passive. Do whatever the state says. Anthony Fauci's God. Um, he can't do any wrong, right? But, but here's what happens to the pagan mind when it's reminded painfully yet again that government makes for a very, a very poor savior. Yeah. It goes from passive to aggressive. Peasants grab pitchforks. People storm Bastilles, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Okay? Yep. So somewhere between that binary choice, the Christian mind needs to enter into this conversation. And, and I think what the Christian mind should be, should be asking is, you know, under Romans 13, we the people are actually the authority here. We're not subjects. Mm. We don't have kings in America. Mm. We the people formed this uh, constitution to form the union. Right. We the people give consent to be governed by government. Mm. So what we the people need to be demanding right now is that um, under Romans 13, what are your benchmarks? How do we know when we will win? Mm. How do we get to that win? We cannot name this virus Afghanistan. Well, we can't ever leave because then we would lose. Okay, well, then how do we win? I don't know. I just know we can't leave. Mm. We can't do that, all right? And so I think where the Christian worldview needs to come in and say, is it, it needs to say, hey, it's not unreasonable to tell us. What is, what's progress look like? Define a win. Like, you know it was a win in the Japanese Pacific Theater when you landed the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay, right? Okay. <laughs> what's that? What's that look like here? What is that win? How do we get there? All right. We can't because the answer can't just be ask people to deny their basic instincts on flimsy evidence. Yeah, and then when right. they realize that the jig is up, they start acting out. And then you start arresting dads playing t-ball with their daughters at parks. Yeah. Mm. That's how you'll get civil unrest is stuff like that. Yep. OK. And so what I would urge people in public and in, in, in Christians to do is to urge their public officials actually demand because you're the boss demand. What are the benchmarks you need us to accomplish? What does a victory look like? And we want specifics because if you don't give people that eventually, if government does not relent, you're going to see civil unrest. Yeah. Wow. That's a great mm. question. Oh uh, yeah. Well, Steve, I'm glad that this segment didn't kill you. Uh, <laughs> Steve Day Show You can find it at blazetv.com I suggest you follow him also on Twitter More cross politic when we come back Steve thank you for joining us man Thank you Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents By cultivating the love of learning Through a Christian worldview And fellowship with other families We provide a classical Christ-centered curriculum local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. Man. I, I'm, I'm ready. To get I'm ready. Did you send your email off? It's got, yeah. <laughs> I, I say it six off. I'm just between on the break, I was just like, send, send, send. I'm voting for President Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Day's for president. 
Hey, um, before we get started, can we salute somebody? They, 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 a particular person uh, ended their campaign, and I just thought that we needed to give them a little salute. Okay. Bernie Sanders is officially out of the presidential bid for the Democratic oh, candidate. So I just thought we should say bye, Bernie. And I'm Bread disappointed. Line in, Bernie. I am very disappointed in Bernie Sanders. I thought he was going to fight. Yeah. To, I mean, he's 78. This yeah, is his last this opportunity. He's, he's not yeah. going to be a chance to be president. And right. I thought he was, he's not ever been an establishment guy. Yeah. I expected him to stick it to the Democrats. Just drive it all the way home. Drive down. it all the way home. He was my, he was my you know, I thought my silver bullet. Yeah. I thought he was going to split the vote later because yeah. he's going to stay in and he's just disappointed me. So yeah. it was going to be a far more interesting battle. Yeah. For sure, if he yeah. had stuck around. Yeah. And I was kind of secretly hoping that he'd get the nomination <laughs> initially because I thought, man, wouldn't that be fun? Like those debates with Trump and, uh, and Bernie. Yeah. Oh, I just, that oh. contrast would be epic. Uh, that, that, so that, long, yeah. Bernie. Yeah. Hey. You would have chosen one. <laughs> it's all right. I'm over it. I'm over it. He's done. <laughs> now we have Joe. Now we got we got we got Joe. It's still gonna be entertaining. We got Joe. And but I mean, is it really gonna be as entertaining to watch Trump beat up on a a, a helpless guy like this? <laughs> it's not gonna be that fun. It's like yeah. it's not gonna be fun. Anyway, I just thought Joe we, is pretty helpless. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So um, I think one of the interesting things, you know, Dace is saying, Christians, come on, if if you if you got. Any, any uh, yeah. backbone left? Yeah. You got any courage or spirit left? You got to push back now. Yeah, this and I liked how he held those two in balance. And that yeah, was really good. Absolutely, I thought his point about you know Romans thirteen includes citizens. People. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We, we are not subjects; yeah. we're citizens. Submissive right. to the Constitution. Yeah, right? that goes back to <laughs> the Constitution. Yeah. But read that thing. Yep. Um, but uh, I mean, I am. I mean, I'm sort of. I mean, I wish the pushback was a lot stronger. I really do. But uh, and, you, guys, and, 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 you guys saw Kansas Republicans. Um, they undid their governor's coronavirus order prohibiting large religious gatherings. Right. Yes. Well, That's they're it. trying to. <laughs> what happened? She's suing back now. She's oh, suing she? them back. Yeah. Right. Since so, she's saying so that what basically. Is suing? Back well, basically, well, how do you sue your I, own legislature? Well, because I guess it wasn't the full legislator. It was a few Republicans, I think seven or so, who decided to um, push against her uh, her ruling, and so she's suing them, saying that they didn't have a full quorum to be able to do this. Oh, so she thinks it was sort of out of order, right? Was, exactly the way that the process was uh, out of order. You know, but. and especially in a situation like this, guys. I mean, every, all the spotlight is on you. I mean, you do want to make sure you got your ducks in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't yeah. know the, the I don't know if the, I don't know the legality, details, but let's but, have the fight though. Let's do it. But but we already we've talked about this before. The Republican Speaker Lee in, in uh, Michigan mm-hmm. uh, yep. pushed back again. That was just personally. That was in legislature. Right. It was just right. he was right. just the speaker saying um, to. The, the the Democratic governor of, of Michigan, hey, you you can't do this, and, and she backed off that. Although it sounds like even from what Dace was saying, she's also going crazy in other ways. Uh, um, I, but the um, this is where um, understanding how authority works is so important. Yeah, um, sheriff. I mean, we've talked about this before on the show with the red flag laws and stuff like that. That's right. Um, sheriffs. I mean, historically, are the kind of the last line of defense. Against encroaching um, tyranny. Yeah. That's right. Does yep. your sheriff know what you think? Yep. Um, <laughs> what was the sheriff in Maine saying? Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah. He was saying that he wasn't going to go around actively pursuing people who were out and about, uh, pulling them over yeah. and asking them for their papers because this isn't Russia or Germany. Ooh, yeah, right. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah. I just wish that we had other sheriffs when I was growing up in my town that was the thinking like him. Oh yeah, 
Because I've been pulled over plenty of times. Yeah. Asked for my papers. <laughs> just, just for driving. Just yeah. for driving. Yeah. Well, I really, you know. I really like Steve's question there towards the end where he said, you know, we need to ask our leaders, what does the end look like? What, is, yeah. what does victory look like? What is, uh, you know, how do we know when we've won and we're done? At, and yeah, I don't, require I don't, a standard. Yeah, require, require a standard, standard that we can go by. Hey, and don't, 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 even, worry, don't worry, guys. Anthony Fauci says that the federal government is considering issuing Americans uh, certificates of immunity from the coronavirus. Oh, Are you serious? Yeah, it's from Politico. Oh, oh golly. This is what a lot, you know, it's funny because I, I have conspiracy, I grew up in a conspiracy <laughs> culture, okay? Yeah. My dad was this way. Yeah. And so when you hear something like that, I don't even think people know the history of how this stuff, like yeah. this is, we see the layout of this, we see this right. before in history, and yeah. so when we start seeing it again, it's like, hey, that looks familiar. Yeah. Where's your papers? Are you serious? Where's your papers? Well, who was reading something earlier? Um, I don't think we were recording yet, but we were talking about Washington State uh, um, with regard to immigrants not showing their papers. Right. Oh, I can't remember what that. I think yeah, that's Gabe. It, Gabe read it to us. Yeah, but he forgot. Like, <laughs> well, but here's the thing. But it's like, but look, look at this. Like, th there's laws prohibiting asking immigrants for their papers. Yeah, right. and at the same time, we're contemplating asking issuing citizens. papers to all the citizens. I mean, well, it's, it's and, we're, and we're talking about arresting citizens, like the father who got arrested, and we're talking about freeing criminals. So we have this. We're not talking about freeing, <laughs> we're freeing criminals. criminals. They're getting freed. They're yeah. being uh, absolutely. Do you think there's a connection? I'm, uh, this just literally popped my mind. But do you think there's a connection? Because if, you look, goes, if you look at like the history of the sexual revolution in the U.S., okay, you got 1960s, and then you kind of had the the uh, you know gay movement starting to really come on strong in the 1980s, 90s, and then uh, once you know same sex marriage got legalized in Obergefell in 2015, then you had trans being like, hey, what about us? Right. And and that that took like you know what two weeks after Obergefell yeah, basically yeah, polygamy too also. Yep. Uh, I'm just thinking of there. There has to be some sort of you know we're we're morally blind, and and we're escalating in that moral blindness. And then when something like this happens, the COVID crisis happens, there it it escalates so fast. Absolutely. What the governor yeah, yeah, yeah. is it, it's just there's a straw be a connection the there. Between, yeah, oh, right, yeah. absolutely. Well, I don't think we realize. I mean, the Bible says that when God gives people over. To sin. Yeah. yeah. And Romans one. particularly in Romans 1, it yeah. highlights the sin of homosexuality. Mm -hmm. He says he gives them over to blindness. He gives uh -huh. them over to madness. He mm -hmm. gives them over to insanity. They go crazy. Sin never makes sense. Yeah. Sin is always a kind of temporary insanity. But when you enshrine it, when you celebrate it, when you say we're going to have a month where we're going we're gonna to put it on everything. Yeah. yeah. Gay pride month. When, we're going to yeah. march through the streets yeah. and we're going to shout it. Yeah. Right. Um, and make sure your freedoms that God gave you that supports it. And every, everybody <laughs> has to be in on it. That's and right. If you're not in on it. You got to join the worship you service. Might, you might lose your job. That's yeah. right. Okay. That's institutionalized insanity. It's, it's, right. it doesn't make yeah. sense. It doesn't add up. So what happens then when, yeah, when God strikes a land with a plague, right? Well, the same insanity that you've institutionalized is now at the top and they're the ones running the show. That's yeah. right. When you got yeah. the, you have the inmates in the asylum running the asylum. Yeah. That, that's what you get. That's right. No, and, that's it, right. But it happened. You're exactly right to trace it back. I mean, we said you can kill babies. I was going to 1973. Exactly going. Yeah. We don't know what human beings are. We, we don't know no what people idea. are. We don't know where it starts. Yeah. And yeah. there's this magical right that we just pulled out of thin air yeah. between a woman and her doctor. No, not dads. Right. Yeah. Not fathers. Yeah. I mean. That's when people should have been exploded. Separated yeah. the family. Right. Absolutely. You, you are insane. You're crazy. And what do we do? We lay down. 
Yeah. We basically laid down, except for a couple of really courageous Roman Catholics. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we laid 70s. down. In the 70s. We just laid down, and they did it to us. And, and, you know, another thing we were talking about with sheriffs, like the last form of defense is your sheriff, right? Yep. And we know that. But here's becoming the issue. If we have to give to our last uh, place of defense— what does that mean? We mean we've been eroded for a long Absolutely. time all the way up this ladder. Right. And yeah. so, like, the, the fact that we're getting down to our shares tells us that we've been in trouble and are in trouble <laughs> for, for a long <laughs> for time. For a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so, let me f- let you finish that. No, no, no I, was, I was done because otherwise <laughs> I'm going to preach on something else. I know, you, I know you're going to. No, so I, I just want to point out. So, number one, I think you can, you can take this coronavirus seriously. You where, should. Where it needs to be taken seriously. Where it is seriously. Yes. Which means... Push hard on the numbers. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you're That's taking right. it taking it lightly to say the numbers don't add up. Yeah. The models don't add up. Yeah. Right. The Imperial College model is messed up. The yeah. Washington State model is messed up. Yeah. And if we yeah. do care about these people, quarantine those people. But but to, to care keep them about, safe. To care about the truth is not to say you don't care about fatalities or you don't care about the elderly. We do care about them. We showed you the stats earlier. We recognize that people over sixty, in particular, are very much in danger. Yeah. We should protect them. Let's take it seriously. But when we take it seriously, we, we need to take it seriously biblically, right. which means that doesn't mean that whatever you come up with is a good idea. <laughs> Remember, there are crazy people running this place. Right. right? That's right. They're crazy. They, right. they think the climate is, is going to, the climate's coming to an end. They think that there's, we don't know how many genders there are. They don't think the babies are human beings. I mean, I mean, th- this was driving me so nuts right now. I've watched so many, I'm watching right now, I can't remember what her name is, but I'm watching a, a congresswoman, a lawyer, uh, who is trying to, uh, push a case against Trump for the crimes against humanity. And I looked at her line and she's at the pro-choice rally saying women need to kill babies. Right. And so these are the people who are defining what life is all of a sudden right. and how to take care of life. You don't even know right. what a human being is. And what is. a crime is against humanity. And what a crime is. No, exactly. It's like you're doing that right now. And right. so I can't, yeah. I don't trust these people yeah. in any of this. Right. right. So all of this can be held together. And we can also say um, we should fight for our freedom. Yeah. We should stand up against tyranny. Why? Because Tyranny kills more people. Uh, Tyr- t- tyranny and <laughs> you, oppression. You better yeah. believe State, that. Statism. Yeah. I mean, how many people has fascism and communism and socialism killed, killed in uh-huh. the last century? Oh, but Pastor Amen. Toby, that'll never happen here. Millions. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Okay? And so just to hand it over to the feds, hand it over to magistrates and say, hey, keep us safe, keep us protected. Yeah. That's a great way to make sure that your children and your grandchildren are even more harassed yeah. and crushed and brutalized. Right. Yeah. Right? That's a great way for millions of more people to die, yep. which is actually statistically true. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, all that's true. We can say it's dangerous. We can say we don't agree with the quarantine laws. We can say we should fight back against the civil rights uh, infringements yeah. and this tyranny. And Christians also need to be looking at this from the same lens, the Romans 1 and so forth, and say, this is from the hand of God. Yeah. yeah. We have to. Yeah. God has given us over to this insanity, right, right, mm-hmm. and you can, and, and it's a challenge because on the, you have, if people I think who want to say this is from the hand of God and they want to roll over and and let the commies take over, yeah, you know, right. yes, yes, master, give us our papers so that yeah. we can exist. No, no, that's not it. You can say you, you, in the one you, in the same prayer and in the same action, you can say, Lord, deliver us from yeah. tyranny, deliver us from oppression. Please lift your hand and Lord. Please teach us the lesson we need to learn. Um, we know we deserve worse. Amen. And so God, do what it takes. Right. And, and particularly notice this, uh, what's happening. So everything's closed down. And with it, a ton of hospitals are going 
yep. belly up. People yep. are losing their yep. jobs, yep. nurses, yep. so including forth. Including yeah. a lot of abortion clinics. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Starting to. They're just Amen. now starting to shut yeah. down. You you know, see, they, yeah. they, they have a bigger pipeline to the yeah. feds of money, yeah, right. but but things are starting to close down. Now, I know there's some some outlying stories out there where there's some abortion clinics some in Georgia that, that are still they're still operating, yep. and there are seems some really concerning things with some pro-life um, you know, protesters and preachers being hustled away, yep. arrested because you know, or whatever. somehow they they're they're not essential, but the the murdering of babies that's happening inside is essential. Now, right. I, I know that's happening still, and, yep. the, and it's terrible. But it seems like we have a little more levity on our side to be able to push back against that. It's like, yeah, but, maybe but, you're right. But, but it's it's we, we were talking about this, and it's it's like chemo. Yeah, it's like God right. is giving our nation chemo right yeah. now. Yeah. And, and what chemo does, of course, chemo is poison. It will kill it, it, everything. It, it kills everything. <laughs> yep. And the trick, of course, is that you're, you're trying. You, out, you outlive you're tri- the chemo. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the trick. The, the theory <laughs> is that's the trick. see how sick we yeah. can let somebody get. Yeah. And, of course, there's various ways in which they're trying to target the poison to hit the, the, yeah. the tumors, hit the cancer, yeah. hit the sickness. But God's kind of given us chemo. Right. Yeah. And, and so the question, and, and Pastor Wilson has been really pressing this on us, and I, I want to reiterate what he's been saying, which is that, um, you know, do we want to go back to normal? And, and if normal is defined as Pride Month in June goes on yeah. as scheduled, and all the Planned Parenthoods and abortuaries start right yeah. back up again, a yeah. million babies we, a year have, is that the is an, that the normal we want? Three, back yep. to three thousand babies dying a, a day. Yep. Um, absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Absolutely not. And so we don't want uh, we that. We don't want to go back to that normal at all. Right. Amen. So we want to fight. We, we want to fight for civil rights. We want to protect the elderly and the immune compromised, yep. and we want to tell the Lord that we're willing to lose everything if yep. it means abortion ending, if it means that sodomy is completely yep. um, put beneath Jesus' feet. Yep. If 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 that if that if that's what God does, yeah. Yep. If He says, "I'm sorry, um, but you know, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna crush. I'm just I just I'm gonna just blow it all out." Yeah. yeah. Um. And and it's gonna end abortion. Yeah. Well, we get say, it all, Lord. We say, take it. Get it all. Take yeah. it all. The problem, of course, is that you have to recognize that the same tyranny that's coming down on us is, you know, in, in five minutes is going to open up all the abortion clinics again with fully funded by the feds. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Right. And so, yep. and so that's why we have to hold and, these and things with additional to, stimulus. That's why we have to hold these things together and say, yeah. Lord, hit us as hard as it takes. Yeah. Hit. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you want to be pushing back against the tyranny and the overreach. That's uh, and that's what happens in chemo. My mom, she went through cancer. That whole process. And yeah. one of the things they did was there's some sort of stem um, where they take some cells out of your body and they juice them. Yeah. Like the, uh, okay. Super cells is what they would call them. Okay. And then they put those super cells back in her body while she was going through chemo to boost her to system. boost her immune system. And yeah. so that whilst they were killing the cancer, they were also you know yeah. injecting her with super cells yeah. to be able to to live and Bo- boosting her immune and, system. And, and that's that's what uh, the, the boost for us is repentance. Amen. Why God Amen. is destroying Not, everything yep. that's going on around us. It's like, all right, Lord, forgive us of our sins. And, and then, then we look, right. we need clear eyes on this. Right. We've been living with the dirt on our windshields. It needs to be yeah. cleaned off. Right. Yeah, yeah. This comes from your sermon. And we need God do repentance to clean that dirt off so that we can see properly that's so that right. we can speak to the nation right, about right. repentance too. That, so that, that's why that's what we're celebrating this weekend. Amen. Yeah. Right. Amen. I mean, I mean, we, we didn't even start the show off, but Hey, Christ is risen. He's risen I indeed. I should have right? said that. That's my bad. That's my bad. He's People been saying indeed. it all day, but we yeah. want to say it too. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's the whole point of the yeah. death and resurrection of Jesus. Amen. Is, is that, and that's, you know, even back of this. So, I mean, we, we have to repent. But one of the things we have to recognize is that we are completely at the mercy of God to give us the that's grace right. of repentance. That's right. America can't repent. Yep. That's right. That, that's part of the whole, the whole deal is we can't. 
That's right. And until people get to the point where they recognize we can't. I mean, that's the glory of the doctrines of grace, the doctrines of the sovereignty of God, the doctrine of the enslavement of sin and original sin is you can't save yourself. You can't move one inch towards God. Yep. And and Good Friday is the one of the best days of the year. Yeah. You know, it's 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 that's the day where God took all my sin. Yeah. And the best day of the year is Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. Where Jesus rose again for the dead and we're yeah. going to be with him for all eternity because yeah. Jesus sealed it. Uh you know, we got a book plug here that I wanted to uh I can't believe this is your yeah. first time you're, reading you're this gonna book. You're going to do a I, book I'm going to do plug? a book plug here. So Thomas Watson, I've read Thomas Watson, okay. but I've oh. never read I've never read uh, The Doctrine of Repentance. I just picked it up. I'm only about 40 pages into it. Um yeah, but those, it it is fantastic. Um, Thomas Watson, book. he's like this this pastor poet. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean he writes in a way that um I it was it was really unique. Uh just two quotes I want to read from you uh, to set you off on this book. You got to down you got to download it, buy it. Uh yeah. I mean this is we're talking about repentance. You know, we've been talking yeah. about it here at Christ Church for weeks. Uh, you know, take this book, buy this book, get it in your soul. So he starts off and he says, the two great graces essential to a saint in this life are faith and repentance. And, and he says, faith and repentance preserve the spiritual life as heat and radical moisture do the natural. Mm-hmm. So faith is heat. Faith is fire. Repentance is cleansing it's, it's water. It's moisture. What are you growing in your, What are you growing in your greenhouse? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So you are you growing you want, repentance? You want to grow fruit. Mm-hmm. You want to grow the fruit of the spirit. Then you have to have faith and repentance. And then another quote I have for you guys. He says, repentance is a grace of God's spirit whereby a sinner is inwardly humbled and visibly reformed. Mm. I love that definition yeah. of repentance. Yeah. yeah, That's what we need. I mean, and that yeah. goes back to the humility thing. And, and of course, if we want our leaders to have humility and be willing to admit that they've been wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Then we need to that, that model that. that. They don't know what they're doing. They don't. That they're blind and that, that they've basically inst- institutionalized insanity. Yeah. Then we have to show them how. Yeah. Amen. We, we have to show them how. We have to humble ourselves. We need to ask God to show us what we really are. And that means going back to the word and letting the word be the mirror that shows us who we are. Not who we thought we were. Right. Yeah. Not who we wished we were, right. That's right? But actually, honestly, before God, and ask Him to show us who we really are, and ask Him to show us our sin. Ask Him to show us the things that are in our lives that are doing the most harm to ourselves and to our family, yeah. and and be willing for Him to show us those things. That's that's the thing. Is it's it we we are we are a nation full of just easy believism. Yeah, right. That's right. Do you believe? Do you yeah. believe? Then you're yeah. saved. You believe. You're saved. Yeah. No, it's faith and repentance. It's right. believe and repent. It's believe and turn. It's right. humble yourself, yeah. and then there has to be an outward reformation. Yeah. And, and Tom, right. Thomas points out. He says you, you got to be willing to lose your friendships. Just call him Thomas. Yeah, Just Thomas. Like I don't know. Okay. You lost your whole mind, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a pastor. All right. All right. <laughs> poet, the, poet, Pastor Watson. He's with the Lord. And, and, and he po- he points out that um uh, that you made me already lose my point here for a second um. <laughs> Uh, oh, that he said. He said you got to be willing to lose it all. Yeah. He said when you repent, that's right. Repentance sometimes costs a lot. Yeah. Right. Actually, <laughs> it, costs, it costs your whole life. Yeah. Right. Jesus and, said, "Take up your cross." Yeah. Repentance costs everything. Yeah. And and it's just a you know lose your friendships. Lose if you got, need to go and ask someone for forgiveness and you know it's going to hurt them that they found out yeah. that you did something. Right. Yeah. You need to repent. Yeah. It is better for you to glorify God. Right. Than to lose a friendship. Right. Do you want the you blessing know? of God or not? And that's the thing. Yeah. It, it, and it's the same principle applied to our nation. That's right. We, we, are we willing to die? And be with God. Yep. Yep. Are we willing to lose God. everything yep. and be under His blessing, or are we clinging to some of those things and refusing His blessing? Yeah. yeah. Well, 
I don't have anything else to say to that except for support <laughs> Roddy Christian Media, FightLaughFeast.com. Go get the app and li- while we, while you still can. Well, and it's still list- legal. Oh, yeah, while it's still legal. Oh, in the bullpen with Mark Dewey. You, oh, such a great show. You got to download the app gotta to get it. got to download the app yeah. to get that. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. He is risen. He is risen, he is risen, indeed. risen indeed. This is Cross Politics.